Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Do you or anyone you know have tall poppy syndrome? What is it that makes people resent our success? Craig Harper shares the story of his first big success in business and the reaction of some of the other people around him to that success. Little hint, it wasn't all positive. Craig also tells us why he has trouble self-promoting but has no trouble promoting others. Look, I love Harps. I look up to him, what he does in podcasting. He was the first person that we know of who started personal training with studios in Melbourne way back in the late 80s and 90s. So he's been a real pioneer in the fitness industry. I think he's a real pioneer in the podcast and well-being industry. Every time I catch up with Craig, whether it's a podcast, a conversation, or just bump into him at the airport, I learn so much. So this, this topic on tall poppy syndrome is one I think we need to explore and talk about a little bit more in this country. When I had Harper's, which at the time was the biggest personal training business and then facility, so my my gym on the highway in uh, Brighton here in Melbourne was 10,000 square feet. That's a fucking huge PT center, right? We didn't have members. We didn't have memberships. We didn't have contracts. We didn't have upfront anything. If people did one and then they wanted to go, that was fine. There was no arm twisting, no upselling, no, and I made my team do that. And I go, trust me, just be fucking awesome at what you do and we'll thrive. And that's what we did. You know, and and so obviously we've got a, you know, we've got a conference coming up, which I now know is on July 31. Look at me doing an ad. You're welcome uh, in Melbourne. But I, I don't, I also appreciate that not everyone can do that. I also appreciate that not everyone has lots of disposable income, not that it's expensive, but I also you know, like I'm much more comfortable telling people about the U Project Beanies because all the money goes to the Danny Frawley Foundation, which is for mental health in Melbourne. We make zero dollars per beanie. I'm comfortable doing that. I'm comfortable going, Andrew May's amazing, listen to his podcast, buy his books, book him for a gig. I'm comfortable doing that. I'm not comfortable doing it for myself for a range of reasons, but I'm okay with that, you know, and- Can I, can I just pause there? Yeah. Why? Why aren't um, you comfortable doing a that? A couple of things. I think I don't, probably because I still have crap self-esteem around that. That's probably less of it. More of it is also, I feel Australia is still very much a place where if you even look like you're self-promoting, people run the other way. And Are you at you, risk, though, of downplaying that as you're nah, getting all this success and make it no, sound I th- flippant. I just kind of, I'm agitating because I because I hear you say that yeah. and I know it's authentic, but then I sort of balance that with, fuck, mate, you're killing it in podcasting. Yeah, but- you're killing in your business. Why do you still think like that? Well, I still get one or two people a day send me a message and go, you're a fuckwit, you're up yourself, you're arrogant, you're this, you're that. So they keep me grounded. And by the way, thanks, Brian. I keep getting them. You're welcome. Um, so I get a bit of that. I get people who love me. I get people <laughs> But let's who be think- honest, on the distribution curve, Brian's pretty well far yeah, out to the Bri- right. Brian's when you've got 20,000 or 19,999 others that like it. But see, rather than saying, listen to my show, I'm Ace, which obviously I wouldn't, you wouldn't, but, you know, like yesterday I did a gig for uh, a uh, council in WA. Clearly I did it from Melbourne. And at the end I say, you know, by the way, you can follow me here. You can listen to my show. It's free. There's 800 plus episodes. You know, take it for a spin. You might like it. You might not, you know, and... Um, 
like I, I will make people aware of things without trying to do any arm twisting. And I, I think that works better. And I say, listen to an episode and see whether it resonates. It might not. And th I thanks say, for being open. Cause I, I wanted to ask you that cause I hear you say that and it's authentic. Mm. And, I, and I wanted to know, had you explored that? Had you had feedback on that? Had you, you know, yeah. been told I, that don't, don't, you know, we're in Australia, big, or tall poppy syndrome. Don't tell everyone how good you yeah, are. Yeah, no. I, I just have, you know, like I had a few experiences when I was young and I had a few wins and I won't talk specifically just for the reasons I mentioned, but I did really well at some things. And let me tell you, you know, people, some people want you to succeed until you succeed, Andrew, and then you piss them off. And I could, I won't do it on here because it would throw a few people under the bus, but I could give you very specific examples of when, I've done well and it really bothered some people and the people that it bothered, it made me really sad because I thought they loved me and they cared about me and they wanted the best for me. And, um, and I understand it because I understand the human condition and, you know, I still care about those people. And I, I've, I mean, I pretty much started personal training in Australia. You know, I had the first center, if not, I think it was the first center. I wrote the first or one of the first courses and all of this stuff. And, it really bothered a lot of people that I did well. It bothered people that I started to make really good money. It bothered people that I set up a PT center, which apparently wasn't a thing and wouldn't work. And then it not only did it work, it went crazy. So I needed to open a second one. No marketing, no branding, very few business skills. That really bothered people. And I used to, I go, I'm getting up at four o'clock working like a motherfucker. I put all my money into this, my heart and soul into this. I'm not a genius. I say I'm not a genius. I'm doing everything I can to succeed. And you're sitting over there on the couch just throwing stones. I, and I didn't get it. But, but I tell people now, and this might sound negative, I don't think, I think it's practical. If you have five or 10 people in your life, probably five, that absolutely love you and want the best for you with zero agenda, they're just all team you. If you have five of those, you're doing great. Mm. If you have 10, it's a phenomenon. Do you speak any German? Uh, a tiny bit. I did go out with a German girl. There was stuff we can mention in a, in a wide-ranging podcast. Schadenfreude yeah. and Midfreude. Schadenfreude, we read about. It's pleasure through other people's demise. You know, the rock right. star athlete, male or female, fails at the Olympics, fails at the MCG in the big grand final, and it's mm. front, back page, centre page of every outlet, every news lead. And there's a little bit mm. in most people that go, oh, they failed. That makes me feel a little bit better about my life. But yeah. Midfreude, which you... You and your business, you, Mel, Tiff, the team, Mitfreud is pleasure in other people's success. Mm. That's what I love about what you bring. Mm. And whether you've used the term before or not, I can genuinely see that you like seeing other people achieve and you like helping other people to be better. You know, that, that you shows. Know what happened recently, Andrew, pursuant to this topic right now. So Sam Wood used to work with me. Sam, who was- 28 by Sam, just yeah. sold his business for millions, yeah. done awesome. So- we met when I did a gig in Ballarat at Australian Catholic University in Ballarat. Sam was a student. He comes up to me after and goes, he was like, you know, 12 years old and six foot four and annoyingly good looking and still is. Shout out to Sammy. And um, he's like, oh, how can I come and work with you? And I went, we'll finish uni and then come down and let's chat. And then he, then he kind of contacted me that week and went, I'm relocating my study to Melbourne. I'm like, 
<laughs> all right. Anyway, started working with me. And anyway, we, we worked together for a while and we ended up setting up a, a chain of kids' gyms called Gecko. Um, Was that which, you? Yeah, yeah. So I started that with him. I came up with the name, but he grew it and he ran it. I had very little to do with it, to be honest. But I was I was at ground zero with him. We started the first one. We were 50-50 partners. And I just got to the point where I realized I'm not going to be in there doing much. And he and I said, mate, just buy me out. I'm good. And it was all good. It was very amicable. But what's funny lately is because Sam's business has been valued or sold or whatever it was at 70 million Australian or something ridiculous, a few people have gone to me, oh, what do you think of Sam Wood? What about? I go, how fucking great is that? They're like, what? I go, they're like, really? I go, what What do you mean? I go, why on earth would I not think that that's fucking amazing? Like, I, I go, I don't understand your question. Like, why are you... Like, why would I not be happy that someone that I care about is doing well? Mm. You know, and I'm like, and I, I do, I get it, I understand it, but it is still very much a, um, I think it, I think it's shifting, but it can be a tall poppy culture, you know, and that, that same, that kind of, I remember when I was about 25 or six, I read a, an article with a Australian baseball called Dave Nielsen, who was one of the first ever to play in the NLB Major League Baseball in the States. And he did an interview that I read and he basically said in the States when this is his experience, in the States when I became successful, um, people were curious and people were encouraging and supportive. And in Australia, when I came back, people were critical. And he said, I want to be where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I went, I've had a bit of that. And I was just starting to get a bit of that myself. And I went, I relate to that, you know. Mm. What's that, the American term, law of reciprocity? You do mm. good stuff, it comes back. Mm. The American business way is when you're a rock star, a CEO, a big athlete, you know, a, a big podcaster like you and your team, everyone welcomes that. They acknowledge that. I think we're getting better in Australia. We can't just I go, Americans are. are like that, Aussies are like this. But there definitely is more tall poppy syndrome here. And there's more tall poppy syndrome in the UK as well. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? It's like, I, I, you know, I think I like to think about that for myself because I feel not so much with that, but other things. It's like I was talking, I've, I have this probably overactive um, curiosity and self-awareness because of my PhD, but also for myself. And even, even now, right? And I've been exploring this shit for a long time. Someone will be talking to me, often a dude, and he'll go, oh, I did X, Y, Z. And I'll go, oh, I did X, Y, Z times two. I, and I don't, it's not that overt, but I'll, 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 you know, like here's an example. So I've got some really nice motorbikes and I've also got this crappy little scooter that I ride around. And recently I was out the front of a cafe down the road I was getting on my scooter and a guy comes up and talks to me and he's like, oh, I didn't know you rode a scooter. And everything in me wanted to tell him about my motorbikes, right? And I so had to bite my bottom lip because now he sees me as the dude who rides this 150cc piece of crap. <laughs> and I go, 
no, no, I've got something much bigger and more power. And, you know, like I, my ego so wanted to tell him. My and Katana 1100cc is getting serviced at the moment at the, <laughs> at the boutique motorcycle. Well, are you yeah. trapped in the 80s, dude? <laughs> um, but exactly. I'm just talking your language, Harps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, look at me. I'm 58. I still want to impress people. I'm still insecure. I'm still, you know, it's, but it's who we are and how we are. I don't think it ever fully goes away. But you're comfortable or you're more comfortable in it? Or maybe you're comfortable exploring it. Actually, I think that's where I land. Mm. You might not be comfortable, but you're comfortable to pull on the thread and explore. And then other people learn through that. And I also think that our awareness of our issues, our stuff, and again, not in a self-loathing way, self-awareness, but that that insecurity and self-doubt can also, that emotional stuff of I'm not good enough, I'm shit, I'm whatever, that can coexist with the intellectual understanding that well you know like i i have this a bit where i'm about to go and do a big gig as a thousand people in a room or whatever and some person's interviewing me and i'm 30 seconds away from standing on stage i'm at the side i've got a lapel mic i'm about to walk up the stairs and i've done this a shitload of times i'm pretty good at it and i don't say that through ego i say that through experience and feedback and knowledge and runs on the board and I can know that I'm pretty good at this while feeling like this is going to be the day that I fuck it up and everyone will hate me. So those two realities can coexist in the one person at the same time. But I think that's what keeps you going because when you get up there and go, I've got this, I nailed it, I'm, I'm awesome, that's mm. when you walk in the tightrope and you're about to fall, right? Mm. I think having that little bit of fear, yeah, they, um, when they talk about constructs, the broaden and build theory, it's not all, all you know, negative thoughts out, just positive thoughts. Mm. But I love that that framework that you can have predominantly positive thoughts, but they can coexist with a negative framework. So Barbara Fredrickson's work on that, I thought was a groundbreaker because it's not you know negative or positive, they can both coexist. And mm. sometimes the negative, or at least the, the fear or the risk can keep you a bit alert. And so you wouldn't be still doing what you're doing if there wasn't some fear of stuffing up. You would have given up. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com, and we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence. Performance Intelligence.